When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. It starts and ends with Josh Allen. Let's do it. Let's do Miami's defense versus the Buffalo Bills offense to get things started. Josh Allen on the season, five touchdowns and four interceptions. He also has a rushing touchdown. Josh, this is very interesting because Josh Allen has not looked good whatsoever so far this season he's had some real up and down type moments um let's start with that game against the new york jets to begin the season and against uh zach wilson the the bills led that game josh 13 to 6 at halftime and and can i read to you the following drives that the bills offense had at halftime we had interception punt interception fumble field goal and then overtime they punted And that punt was returned for a touchdown. So their offense had a really hard time against the New York Jets. Things really cleaned up quite a bit when you look at the Raiders and Washington, where they were able to kind of go out and really just separate themselves. But it does start and end with Josh Allen because he is that superhuman. I like to joke, yes, he has four or five touchdowns to the four interceptions. That offense can really sputter out of control at times. But don't don't take my jokes as, as, uh, you know, doubting what that offense can do. They have a lot of firepower over there. Yeah, I don't know about you, man, but I've had a lot of growth since uh, those early years of Josh Allen making fun of him. I think there were times when he like threw a ball out and the, you know, uh, threw the ball away on a third down or something. I'm like, oh, he's overthrew his target, and we make all these jokes about him. But let's be honest, he's a top three quarterback when he's playing at a high level. And I do think part of this might be that Madden curse that got him. So um, I have written down. You mentioned it, man. He's been a killer against the Dolphins. I think he only lost two games and I get again it was the one where he skipped it to Charles Clay and then that game last year where he skipped a rock at the goal line. Um, but he has. 2,684 yards, 27 touchdowns, and five interceptions against the Dolphins in his career. He's absolutely owned us. I mean, and I don't know how we're going to stop him because the biggest thing is his ability to use those legs to, you know, get out in the outside and, and make plays. And I know last time I think I was out there tweeting Channing Tindall spy game, and we all know how that went. So um, I have written down who is going to spy this MF for Jake because to me, is it going to be Javon Holland, who we've seen down in the box a lot? Are you going to see Jerome Baker get more on his plate? Maybe David Long Jr.? You got to have someone spying Josh Allen and account for those legs because um you know no matter what regime came through here it seems like we've always been gashed by these quarterbacks that have mobility to him so um he is the adult threat quarterback right i mean he has that explosive rocket arm um i like our chances with our secondary but i feel like him and his legs are where you got to stop but you mentioned him man he has made a bunch of mistakes and if you can pressure him and force him to make some of those stupid mistakes that so far we haven't seen from Tua Tagovailoa right we haven't seen him make those mistakes a ball into the linebacker's chest yet but um pressure Josh Allen and force him to make some mistakes. And I, I think the Dolphins can run away with this one, but it's going to be such a tough matchup, man. And Josh Allen's so damn good. Can you hear the vacuum? No. Can you hear the baby coon? <laughs> oh, wow, dude. We are. This is awesome podcasting. We can't hear either of it. So we're doing good. That We just nice. got our own approval. Um, Stefan Diggs has two 100-yard games so far this season, Josh. And he lines up quite a bit in the slot. He lines up all over the field. He has that versatility and physicality to be really a mismatch no matter who is at cornerback. 
it's interesting because Xavier Howard, I think he might have a bounce back game. He completely struggled against the Denver Broncos. I think Russell Wilson, and if you really want to talk about that Denver passing attack, it didn't look too bad last year. And that might be a little sign for concern when you consider that, hey, X had a bad game, but he also has two other games where he allowed a quarterback rating sub of 80. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on do we feel that the Dolphins are going to have to make things work in the secondary until Jalen Ramsey comes back. Are they going to have a slight weakness here or there, a mismatch in that secondary, or is this something they can figure out as we see someone with Javon Holland coming in coverage a lot more often than we have in the past? Yeah, I mean, that's the true test here, and I had that quote down from you. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you want to read it, but the one oh, from okay. – do you have you don't have the Vic Fangio quote that you were saying about him shadowing? Um, he, he was asked if he was going to have you know Xavier Howard potentially shadow Stefan Diggs or whatever it might be, and he said it's doable and I've done it a lot in my career, and then a lot of times I haven't. I don't think with our team right now it's something that we would do, but it could be down the line. And you mentioned in our uh, little DM that you thought that's you know saying once Jalen Ramsey comes back, you might be seeing these guys shadowing, being Peter Pan shadow. But um, I've written down last year versus um, Stefan Diggs X allowed six of ten targets for fifty eight yards, three pass breakups. I think he gave a touchdown to Gabe Davis um, in one of those games last year. But I, I do like this matchup, and I do want to see the way Cater Kohu matches up against him, right, when he goes to the other side, if they don't shadow him with Xavier Howard. How is that matchup? And then Gabe Davis, he's a guy who only has nine catches this year, 159 yards, but he does have two touchdowns. And I don't want to say he's, you know, he's definitely not an elite wide receiver or that upper echelon, but he he can make some plays, he and he's a guy you got – he's a guy you got to account for. So when you look at this matchup with the Miami secondary, I feel like the Dolphins, you know, should have the upper advantage here. But again, when you have a guy like freaking um, Josh Allen back there, dropping back to throw, anything could happen. So, oh man, X versus Stefan Diggs. I wish he would let him shadow him because that would be something that, you know, you'd get your popcorn ready. You'd enjoy that. You you would, you wouldn't be queasy seeing that you, you trust Xavier Howard. I don't, I don't know if I trust him anymore, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you might be right. I'm really interested to see what they do at the secondary because Cater Kohu has been awesome. Uh, Eli Apple played just four snaps last week against Praise the Denver the Broncos. And I read something on CBS that he was taken out of the game for a possible concussion. And then it was heard on Monday that he was confirmed he didn't have a concussion. But I haven't really read that much else anywhere. But it does make sense if he'd only play four snaps. Justin Bethel came in, Joshua, and played, I think it was 65% of snaps. He allowed both of his targets to be caught for a whopping seven yards of reception. So, I mean, it's hard to really think about that Denver game and think of the place pieces in that secondary and wonder where the progress is and different things like that because it's, when you win by 50, everything's just going to be super warped. Uh, but I'd like to get your thoughts. Slot cornerback, or let's just say the third cornerback, because if it's two, it's Cater Kohu and it's Xavier Howard, but who do you feel is that safe third cornerback? Because I know in the past you have kind of started to feel you've, you've soured on Apple. Yeah, I think I've soured on Apple, and I think maybe it's because you realize that the other fit. Um, yeah, I think I soured on Apple, you know, based on this performance and then based on what I remember hearing from other fan bases. I mean, a lot of fan bases, you know, were down on Eli Apple when he was out there. I guess the question is, who do I see as that slot nickel guy? I think Justin Bethel did a really good job last week, like you mentioned. I think that could be his role, but I think at some point they want to get Cam Smith back out there, right? And he's shown that he can play inside and outside. So, um, yeah, I think it should be Justin Bethel in this one, but anything could happen. Cam Smith is an interesting one because Vic Fangio was asked about him a couple days ago, and he said a lot of the reason why Cam Smith was inactive had to do with you need these cornerbacks to be able to play on special teams. The Dolphins only have three active safeties. So 
the best ability is availability, and that's what the Dolphins were really leaning on last week. I wouldn't necessarily – it was a negative thing for Cam Smith, but um, when they need just like that solidified uh, cornerback and they're not asking for too, too much else, that's when I think we'll start to see him get some opportunities. But that, too, is why I think we saw a lot of good things from Justin Bethel is because someone like Javon Holland, Josh, has really, really taken a different approach to the game this year. He's being used a lot more as a slot cornerback, slot in coverage. And people forget when he was in college, as a, as a duck in college, he actually lined up as a slot cornerback quite a bit. And he's already lined up in the slot 39 times this season. That's more than his rookie total of 36. He's currently on pace for 221 snaps. That is coming off a sophomore season where he lined up 102 snaps in the slot. So he's on pace to be a slot cornerback twice as often as he was a year ago. And he's actually doing a lot of good things because, yes, he's in coverage. He's actually out at a 100% completion rate, I think it was. Let me take a look here. Uh, he's been targeted 13 times. Excuse me. Not, not. I think he's allowed eight receptions on 13 targets. And opposing quarterbacks are completing... 65% of their passes for an average of 8.1 yards per attempt. And while those numbers might not seem too flashy, keep in mind he had two uh, forced fumbles against the Denver Broncos last year. So what we're seeing out of someone like Javon Holland is Vic Fangio just putting him around the play, right? He is just going to be that guy. No matter what the offense is doing, you have to know where Javon Holland is because he can come and just ruin your day. And so when you have Justin Bethel lining up as a slot quarter on the other side, you can Maybe not not all the time, but interchange those guys just a little bit because I do think Justin Bethel has some experience at safety and Vic Vangio loves, loves, loves his flexibility. And you really just see how uh, Javon Holland can be that queen on the chessboard and just move in any direction and wipe out any piece. Yeah, I got carried away with the kids, so I don't know if I missed this, but you did a nice little write up on the Finn sider about Javon Holland and everything he's done and just how, you know, seamless this transition has been, right? I mean, he looks so good in this new defense. You're right. He's dropping down the box much more. He's doing a lot, little bit more things there. So I, I like the versatility with a lot of these guys, you know, Justin Bethel, Deshaun Elliott, you can move him around as well out there. So this secondary should be able to clamp down, but you mentioned Javon Holland. I mean, this dude is playing like out of this world, right? I mean, he looks like an absolute stud all pro. I think he said that, you know, you know, you made it when Baldy does a breakdown on you. And then Baldy did a breakdown on him. So you had to love that. Javon Holland, man, he's just, he's got to be one of your favorite players. And he's always out there making plays. I want to see him impact this one. And honestly, I, I think you do have to use him in situations to spy Josh Allen just because he is that difference maker. But then again, I mean, you got some tight ends over there that you're going to have to account for with Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, those guys. I mean, how, how do you match up with that, Jake? I mean, we've seen us struggle in the past with tight ends. And I know that that used to be Eric Rose gig. So, I mean, Javon Holland lining up on tight ends? I, I don't know what they do there. That That's a tough question. I do think Javon Holland against someone like Dawson Knox is a good matchup. I think that's a matchup I'd take um, mo most of the time. Um, but I think more than anything, Josh, it really is going to be one in the trenches. If you can get Josh Allen running around scrambling, if he can sit there in, in the pocket and know he is comfortable, he's just going to sit there and pick you apart. He can throw to any spot on the field, no problem with ease. Um, you have to get his head moving. You got to get him panicked just a little bit. Um, that's why a couple things to keep in mind. He wasn't sacked once against the Washington Commanders. They have a good front four, and he wasn't sacked once. Uh, James Cook, on top of that, he has more than 95 yards in back-to-back -back rushing games. So how do you feel this front four, especially without someone like Jalen Phillips, can really – mess with Josh Allen in this offense and as a whole because once you start messing with Josh Allen the fumbles the turnovers and that really can swing a game 
Yeah, I mean, I think we need to see more pressuring, right? I mean, we know that the Dolphins don't like to blitz as much as Josh Boyer did. And uh, I think Vic Fangio, you know, he's been pretty successful when he has sent the blitz. So maybe you blitz a little bit more, but then, I mean, that's a double-edged sword, right? You blitz and Josh Allen sees where it's coming from, and he's just going to pick you apart. So I really think, like you mentioned, and we could say it every week, right? The battle's won in the trenches. It's the most cliche thing in the world, but it really is. I mean, the Dolphins have a very good defensive line. Um, I looked at some of the PFF ratings of the uh, Bills offensive line, and I don't know that I was, you know, it, I, I wasn't I'm not, I'm not gonna say it, but you know what I mean I think it's a matchup where the Dolphins could um execute and find ways to pressure up the middle you mentioned James Cook I mean that guy's been playing very good this year it makes you wonder um I think he kind of space jammed his brother and Dalvin's on his way out and now James Cook's that new um dynamic playmaker but if you can stop him I mean they don't really have anybody outside that Damian Harris hasn't really done much this year I think I'd written down like nine carries if that I don't think James Cook has a touchdown on the season so they're gonna try to beat you with the passing game so um, yeah, you got to pressure Josh Allen all day, get in his face, hit him, make him make some of those dumb mistakes that we've seen in the past. Wasn't there a fumble last year that he like kicked around or something? Um, I, I can't remember. They all blend together, but pressure the hell out of Josh Allen and make him uncomfortable. And I think good things will come. Zach, uh, Zach Sealer fumble recovery for a touchdown. Uh, Josh, this was on NFL Network. Josh Allen against the Denver Broncos when Vic Fangio was the head coach in 2019. He completed 60% of passes for 241 yards and two touchdowns. 2020, 70% of passes for 392 yards and four touchdowns. Josh, those are absolute monster numbers, but the simple spin zone is Josh Allen was an absolute world beater, right? This was a team that was being talked about as a Super Bowl contender for about three years. And since they've really struggled to reach that mountain mountaintop, they are coming into these games with something to prove. They see the 3-0 Dolphins like, hey, like, you want to stop talking about us in the AFC uh, championship picture? That's that's a problem, and we're going to show you that's a problem. So I do like what you think about the Bills are really going to lean on Josh Allen just to throw the football nonstop. Um, and when you hear those numbers about how Allen has done against those Denver defenses that Vic Fangio was controlling, what is the deciding factor? I mean, I, I, I saw those stats going around, and I don't know how much, you know, you can't put too much stock into that stuff, right? I mean, the stuff, are so different. Yeah, yeah, it's stats or stats. I mean, take it with everything with a grain of salt, but I think it's just going to be the different personnel and the, uh, the way Vic Fangio is going to be attacking this one. I mean, I don't want to say he had a vendetta last week, you know, against um, the, the Broncos, but it kind of seemed that way a little bit. He went out there and his defense, you know, showed out, and he wants to go up there this week and prove that this Dolphins team is legit, prove that that defense can slow down a juggernaut like, uh, Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills offense. So I, I think the personnel, I think just how different this Dolphins team is and, you know, those Denver Broncos teams, you know, the Bears teams that he coached, some of those other guys, I feel like they're going to have a game plan for Josh Allen. It all just depends on, you know, whether or not they can execute and what Josh Allen does. Because, again, this guy can make plays that other quarterbacks can't, but at the same time, he makes some mistakes that other quarters, quarterbacks might not. So, again, attack, attack, attack Josh Allen until he's, until he's on the ground. 